You're listening to Herbalian Health Radio, episode number 39. She used to deliver babies, but now she delivers exceptional wellness for women. Welcome to Her Brilliant Health Radio, where holistic women's health expert and board-certified OBGYN Dr. Kieran Dunstan shares revolutionary insight from leading experts on what you need to know today to treat the root cause of disease, heal, and create the radiant health you've been searching for. Everybody, it's Dr. Kieran here with another episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. I would like to introduce you to my special guest, Lisa Lutan. She's a life design and health coach, an award-winning author of Busy, Stressed, and Food Obsessed. You can relate, right? And a host on the Healthy View podcast. After co-founding a successful tech startup, Lisa collapsed from years of stress overload. Using the skills she developed as her, an entrepreneur, she self-hacked her own mind and body to restore her health and go on to feel better than ever. With private coaching, online courses, workshops, and retreats, Lisa helps highly successful, hungry go-getters to slow down, chill out, develop a better relationship with food and stress, reframe negative self-talk, investigate habits and triggers, and set strategies for success. Lisa has been featured in numerous publications, including the Boston Globe, the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, and Better After 50, and has been a speaker at companies such as Kripalu, one of my favorites, Canyon Ranch, WGBH, and Google. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here today. Yes, glad to have you. As we were talking about before we started, hit the record button, we're having a private convo about talking about food. And I was just sharing with Lisa, for everyone listening, that I had had a few people talking about food obsession on the podcast, and maybe we want to focus on something else. And then I thought about it for a minute and realized that we can't talk about food enough. Why? Because if you're like me and the clients I work with, we women have issues with food and we have issues with stress and our relationships to food and life and responsibilities and work. And everyone has their unique perspective. And that's why I love doing this podcast. And you never know when somebody is going to say just the thing that you need to hear that all of a sudden something's going to click into place for you when it comes to this topic of food and stress and living life. So I'm so excited to have Elisa here. So how did you get interested in this topic? So, you know, as you mentioned, I was a tech entrepreneur. I was in a whole different world. And I yeah. started this tech company in my 20s when I was living on pizza and Ben and Jerry's ice cream and like the opposite of like healthy, like a lot of kids in their 20s are doing. And, you know, fast forward, I was living this crazy life of intense stress, um, not taking care of myself, working 80 hours a week, um, getting married, having kids, doing it all. And I burnt out. I crashed. I burned. 
And that story, as I'm learning, is way more common than I ever knew. You know, we women, we just push and push and push. And it was my wake-up call. It was my thump on the head that everything that I was doing wasn't working. You know, I got away for a while, about 12 years doing that, and then it just wasn't going to work anymore. And in my case, I had to figure out what had gone wrong and then how to make it right. And there weren't functional doctors. Mm. There weren't naturopaths. There weren't health coaches. They were just, you know, regular doctors who said, here, take this, take this. And I was like, no, I don't want to take that. I want to know what went wrong. And I want to know what's wrong with my body and why I am like, you know, curled up in a ball crying and, and feeling like I've hit rock bottom in my life. And so this was a real dark time for me. And after a couple of years of not getting answers to these questions, I woke up one day and I said, I'm an entrepreneur. (laughs) I solve problems. And I started paying attention. And that's when everything changed. I just started paying attention to my body. And this is, this was the beginning of my journey. Ah, so you woke, you woke up and I think that if, if we've lived on this earth any length of time, we've had the curled up in a ball crying incessantly. I can't do this moment. So I've had it. I talk to women every day who have had it. So if you're listening and you're there or you recently were there, you feel like you're headed for that. Just know that you're not alone and just reach out for help. Um, And maybe you'll learn something today that can help you. So being woke is important. So you started problem solving and uh, tech engineering your life. (laughs) I did. And you know, it's funny because I just started paying attention to food and exercise and stress and thoughts and sleep and caffeine. And I was still working, you know, I, even though I was like a mess, like, I don't even know how I managed to get up and get to work, you know, and I had these babies and I was just literally hanging on by a thread, but still going to work because it never occurred to me that I had an option to not. And, um, I just started saying, wow, this is so interesting. Like, you know, maybe if I change this food, I might feel differently. And you you know the story, long story short, I started feeling better and better just first by cleaning up my food and all those other pieces. And it got to the point where this was still a hobby for me. And then I was like, wow, if I'm feeling like better, what would it take to feel great, you know, and I kind of kept going with it. And then I ended up going back to school and studying holistic nutrition and coaching and running programs and doing all those things you mentioned. And you know what I learned? It's not about the food. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the food is so important. We have to eat really good, high quality food and we want to feel good. Yeah. But so much of that other stuff, it is not about the food. It's about life. And food has this sneaky way of filling the crevices, the voids in our life, you know, because it goes, you need a lover? I'll be your lover. You know, you need a, you need a best friend? I'll be your best friend. Yeah. And so there's, it's so much more complicated, but yet simpler at the same time. 
Right. And so I love that. It's not about the food, uh, but food is the, is the great, is one of the great masqueraders. Um, it's pretty, it has different colors and different <laughs> flavors and it comes in sweet and savory and it can be so many things to you. Yes. And uh, we can make so much about it, but really it's nutrition. And so it, it is so much uh, about life. Yeah. And um, uh, I know I at one point made food the centerpiece of my life. I've, I made alcohol the centerpiece at one point. Um, and so have kind of, those are all the searching for uh, outside for what you can only get inside. So right. what switched that from that external focus to the internal for you? Well, I think that, you know, at coaching so many, working with so many women, you know, they would come to me for the food. And by the end of the first session, I go, you know, there's really an anxiety component going on here. Or, you know, there's a relationship issue going on here, or there's this going on here. And so I found I had to take a really multifaceted approach. Yes, there don't get me wrong, you need to clean up your act with your food. Like, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be keto or paleo or vegan or this, but you got to clean it up and eat real, wholesome, the best quality food you can. Right. And so I really focus on that as a, as a first step with my clients. But then it's like, well, let's really look at your life. You know, are you not having enough fun? Are you not challenged? Is your work not going well? Are you, are you stifled? You know, are you being able to, you know, express yourself creatively. There was so much more going on. So when we looked at all of it together, it was like, okay, now I get it. And that's when it got really juicy, you know, and realizing that there was so much more. And I'm not going to downplay stress because I think stress is the biggest thing that I see across the board that impacts our relationship with food. But, but what's so interesting is that if, if I ask someone to go out and get, bring me back a bucket of stress from the, the world and they come back, there's nothing that they could put in the bucket. So what stress really is, is our dysfunctional relationship with everything we have in our life and how we interpret that or um, what meaning we make about it or how we let things affect us. And so with food being a relationship also, aren't we just talking about dysfunctional relationships across the board? Well, yes and no, because even good things cause stress, you know? So I think what you said before, it's our relationship with how we interpret it. And that's where meditation comes in. And it's so helpful in all this because when we learn to start observing our thoughts and rather than like buying into our thoughts, yeah. being able to look at everything in this just more, you know, observational role, everything shifts. And it's the same with food. Like, you know, you're taught when you meditate to just observe the thoughts going by, not to engage, and look at them. Well, that's what I say about food. Like, let's take out the guilt and the shame and the judgment and just look at it and go, isn't that interesting? So I'll go like, so somebody will come in and go, I ate a whole bag of Oreos. I'm like, isn't that interesting? You know, Why? I don't care, but why? And then they go, oh, you know, or isn't that interesting that I never want to go to the gym? Okay, 
Why? There's a reason behind it. So if we get curious and we just look at it without trying to beat ourselves up that we're not good enough, like there's a lot of valuable information in there that we can start making progress towards making you feel better. And it's just all the lifestyle stuff. You know, it's, it's really taking care and doing little baby steps just to improve your health and your happiness and your day-to-day living. Yeah. And, and I was listening to Alison Armstrong talk the other day. She has the Queen's Code. She's an expert on male and female, um, not only uh, behavior, but um, biology. And she was talking about how the difference between men and women and men are value driven. And we, we're very externally task driven gatherers. And so when all these things are shouting at us, you know, the dishes are saying clean me and the gym is saying come work out at me and we see all these things that need to be done it is stressful and we are biologically programmed to some degree to want to fix all these things and so part of that is is our um biology and i love that you really ask people to get interested in what's going on for them rather than the shaming and i hate it when people say well just stop that and if we could, we would. <laughs> right. Um, so <laughs> getting curious and leaning into it about yeah. that's interesting. And there is always a reason. And so how do you help people lean into that and find the reasons and figure that out? Well, I think first I have to win their trust and they really yeah. realize that I am not judging at all. I really yeah. am not judging anything. And so it's a, it's a safe space. And you know, when you're, you need to like be in an environment with a safe space that you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then I say, bring it on, like bring the challenges on, like, let's look at it. Let's come up with some strategies. And so, you know, sometimes I feel like part therapist, but strategist and, Mm -hmm. you know, coach, cheerleader, everything at the same time. And to me, the exciting part is connecting the dots and like, solving the issues and whether it's you know going back and understanding that some of these things are just stories you know that you've been telling yourself forever and maybe it's time to get rid of those stories and write new stories or maybe sometimes you just need permission you know to not be a superwoman right and to say like leave the laundry you know for a day and and it's okay so you know a lot of this is really just um opening up to there's other ways of doing things that may be that then the way you're doing it and if it's not working you do have a choice to make it different mm-hmm. and, and i would tell people if you do eat a whole bag of oreos don't feel terrible because Rats would do the same thing, and they were shown in a study at Princeton University to be more addicted to Oreos than to cocaine. Right. So, so what I would say, yeah, go ahead. Well, what I would say is, how do you feel after you ate the Oreos? And they're going to say, I felt like crap. And I'm like, okay, there's your answer. You know, so it's just, and maybe you'll go do it again, but the next time you're going to remember, hopefully, maybe it takes five times. If I eat a whole bag of Oreos, I'm going to feel like crap. And we don't want to feel like crap. We want to feel good. We Mm -hmm. want pleasure. We want satiety. So if we start paying attention to how foods make us feel, feel rather than how many calories are in them or how many carbs are in them, mm-hmm. we start naturally navigating towards healthy foods because healthy foods, it makes our skin glow. It makes our energy level higher. It makes everything 
better. <laughs> and when we feel better, we want to continue to feel better. And that's not deprivation mode. That's nourishment mode. And that's a big difference in how I try to work with people. Like once again, deprivation, you're hosed, you know, like all you're going to do is think about what you can't have. You're going to end up binging. You're going to like, just not feeling good. I love however, that. however, I want to add one thing. Go ahead. I do often put people on programs to take a break from sugar or to do an elimination diet, you know, with gluten and dairy and sugar. And the reason is I want them to know what it feels like without it in their body so they can remember, oh, I started sleeping better. I had a clearer head. I was less brain foggy. I was less bloated. And that's information. And goes to that investigative approach. This is all information. And now I have more information to work with. I love that you really turn it to them and how they feel because that's the ultimate goal. Because when you feel good, you're usually healthier. And right. so you're really putting the responsibility with them and putting the onus on them to tune into and take responsibility for how they're feeling rather than do this because I say do this. And people ask me to, and I go, no. (laughs) I love that. No, I won't. Like, I'm not going to put you in a plan. I'm not your mama. Well, I will be your mama. I'll be your best friend. I'll be whatever you want me to be, but I'm not going to do that because that's going to keep you in that mode of being on the plan and off the plan. And I want you to start noticing. I want you to live. I don't want you to be on a diet and off a diet. I want you to figure out how to listen to your body, how to nourish yourself so you can get off that craziness. And that is the answer to how do we stop thinking about food is we just take all the charge out of it and say, this is something good. This is something nourishing. And this is something to make me feel good. It's not the, I can't, it's the, I can't. I can make myself feel good. I can. Right. I love that. That's a whole, that's a whole shift. Mind shift right there. I love it. I love it. So what else do you share with women? I love that. (laughs) Oh gosh, there's so much, you know, it's just so funny because, um, you know, every day is a new, exciting adventure, you know, even whether just today, you know, um, one of my clients, you know, she threw away her to-do list. Yes. And, and she's like, I feel like a new person, you know? And, and she goes, she's just beaming. She goes, I lived off the list every day, the 40 things glaring me on the list. And it's like, just do one or two or three, get rid of the list, take the three most important things. I'm a productivity geek. I really love helping people like get things done and feel like accomplished rather than just going like I can't get anything done because we're overwhelmed with so much we have to do. So when we bring it down and we do less, we actually get more done and we feel liberated. And now this client's going to start writing and she's going back to school and she's Mm -hmm feeling this burst of energy that was just bogged down for years by the, the feeling of heaviness of all the to-dos. And that's why I say this is about life. You know, all of us women can relate to all of this stuff. You know, we're, we're, 
wearing so many hats and we're doing so many things for other people that we often put our own needs last. And when we start taking care of ourselves and moving ourselves up a few notches, mm -hmm. everyone around us benefits, our kids, our husbands, our spouses, or girlfriends and boyfriends and whatever they are, they all benefit because our vibe is moving up. Mm -hmm. Right. So true. And you know, I, I this morning was listening to something and heard the to-do list called the survival list. Mm. And I, I try to uh, get up every day and I recommend that in my programs that clients do this, that they don't do a to-do list, that they do a to-be list. Ooh, I love that. Be today. Oh, I like that. You know, today I'm going to be compassion mm. or I'm going to be compassionate. And That's so awesome. They'll, they'll embody that for the day. And, um, or how do I want to feel today? How do I want to feel? Right. Yeah. Like today I want to be really on it. I want to be focused or today I want to be kind and generous. And a lot of it will depend on what you have going on in your day because there's so many pieces to all of us and it's different every day, but tapping in and taking the time to tap in and ask those questions. Again, getting curious, like how, how do I want to feel? How do I actually feel? How can I change that? And you know, having tools to work through those things is so helpful. Have you ever used, do you use tapping with your clients much? I do, I love tapping. Yeah, so talk, talk about your experience with that. I think people would love to hear that. So for tapping, for people who don't know, it's called the yeah. emotional freedom technique. And it's based on um, the way I explain it to people that seems to really make sense for them is people know with acupuncture, you're putting needles in meridians mm -hmm. and points and you're freeing the energy, the chi to move more easily through your body. So tapping does a similar thing, but you're doing it yourself on these various points. And what you do is you learn that there's kind of languaging that goes with it. And what's so interesting is it starts with the negatives and everything else that we're told affirmations, positive, but tappings are based on negative. And then you can shift it. You can bring it around to the positive. Um, but what I find is amazing. I can be in the worst mood and start tapping and within two minutes, it's gone. And this is like game changer people, like life changing mm -hmm. skill. So I'll sit there, I'll meditate, I'll see what's coming up for me. And then I just tap it out. And it's amazing. So for people who haven't experienced it, I'd love it if we could do, let's, let's tap for a minute, a couple okay. minutes. Just say, like, what's the last mood that you had that was something that irritated you. And well, you why don't we take a real thing? Why don't we take something that might be bothering you? Okay, well, do me. Let's see. Uh, my apartment is a mess and needs to be cleaned. And <laughs> I okay. find it hard to feel on top of life when my stuff is not neat. Okay. So right now, yeah. Okay, great. So this is perfect. So I'm going to show you the points and then we're going to go through it. So the first one is this kind of karate chop on right there mm -hmm. and if you take your right hand take like three fingers and you would chop on the karate spot there and the next one we'll be doing will be on the top of the head and I'm going to guide you through this I just want to show mm -hmm. you the next one is kind of the top of the eyebrow right there and if you do it right in the middle you'll hit both spots and everybody if you're not watching and you're listening so we're going to just describe it so you can and there's tons of videos and stuff yeah. on YouTube you can find the mm -hmm. next one is the side of the eye right there mm -hmm. 
The next one is that bone under the eye. Mm -hmm. Then the space between the nose and the upper lip. The space between the lip and the chin in there. Mm -hmm. The collarbone, kind of where it comes together. You feel that little U-shaped area. Mm -hmm. If you take a, a palm and you do that, you get that. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is on the side, kind of where the bra, the bra strap is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now I'm going to lead you through some languaging. And what I'm going to ask you to do is if I'm going to say something, I'm going to just kind of go out there on a limb. And if it doesn't feel right, you'll change it to make it feel right. Okay. So we start with kind of the first, we have to say, how stressful is this for you? If on a scale of one to 10, would you rate it right now? It's six. A six. Not okay. horrible. You want to remember that. It's not horrible. Yeah. So let's start tapping on our karate chop and say, even though my apartment's a mess, you can repeat after no, me. my apartment's a mess. And I'm feeling really out of control. I'm feeling really out of control. I still deeply respect myself. I still deeply respect myself. Okay, let's do that one a couple times. So even though my apartment's a mess. Even though my apartment's a mess. And, and I feel I'm out of control. Out of control. I deep. I always say I deeply love and respect myself. That's fine. That's a, yeah. deep, I deeply love and respect myself. Deeply love and respect myself. And one more time. Even though my apartment's a mess and it, I'm feeling out of control, I deeply love and respect myself. Okay, so top of the head. Mm -hmm. My apartment is cluttered and a mess. My apartment is cluttered and a mess. Eyebrows. I walk in and I get stressed just looking at it. I walk in and I get stressed just looking at it. Side of the eye. I know that I should clean it up. I know that I should clean it up. But I'm just overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. And I'm just overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. Under the eye. It, when I see this, I feel like nothing in my life is in control. When I see this, I feel like nothing in my life is in control. Under the nose. I feel like I, it's just so overwhelming that I could never tackle it. Um, let's say... I just don't have the time to do it right now and I, it feels overwhelming. I don't have the time to do it and it feels overwhelming. I don't have the time to do it and it feels overwhelming. I don't know, Chin. I don't know if I'll ever have the time though. I don't, I don't know if I'll have the time. Let's say, I don't know if I'll have the time now because I want it clean now. So... So I don't have the time right now, and I really I don't have want the time to clean. right now, and I really okay. want to clean. Okay, I kind of want Marie Kondo to just show up and do it for me. <laughs> I do. I want Marie Kondo to show up and do it for me. Yeah, but I think she's busy right now. <laughs> she's busy and she's not coming. And yeah, I didn't call anyone to clean it. So. And so I'm stuck with my with my clutter. I'm stuck my clutter for now okay back to the top of the head my and so thing. and so one day though I do think I can do this yes I know I will do it I know I, I can do this I know I will do it I know I will do this I just have to find the right time I just have to find the right time I just have to yeah. I just have to clear a little space in my life to make this happen Yes, I just need to clear space, set a time, and do it. I just need to do it under the eye. I just need, I, I could even start doing a little at a time. That might, might work. I could do a little at a time. And then under the I could even just start with, you know, a couple things a day. I could start with a couple things a day. 
and under the chin, under the lip, I mean. And, you know, that might be something a little bit more manageable for me. And that, that might be more manageable for me. I know I could do that, actually. I, I do know. We're on the call. I totally could do that. There's nothing in my way of doing that. Nothing in my way of doing that. I could totally do that. I could totally do that. And, you know, I think when I do that, I might, under the, on, on the side, I might start feeling better pretty fast. And I might start feeling better pretty fast. And I'm realizing it's really not that bad right now. No, it's really not that bad. Let's go to the top of the head. And, you know, yeah. if I did like five things a day, like imagine in a week what it would look like. Yes. If I do five things a day. Well, I want it done sooner. <laughs> well, you know, I do, I do want I want it done sooner. A day in in a couple of days I can have it knocked out. Maybe I could do ten things a day. Do ten things a day. Maybe I could do fifteen, whatever it is, but maybe I could have some progress here. Wonder how much I could do in fifteen minutes. Wonder how much I could do in fifteen minutes a day. I probably I could get a lot done. I could probably get a lot done in fifteen minutes a day. Under the nose. I could put on some music. I, I could start dancing, dancing and under the, under the Please. lip. And then before you know it, my clutter is you know out. It. Yes. Feeling, and there you go. I, I'm like feeling better already. Yes, I'm feeling better already. All right, let's take a breath. <sighs> yes, I need a sip of water. Okay, so now just on a scale of one to 10, how's it feeling, that stress around that? Like a two, because I... I feel like I got this. You got this. Now that was just an example. I don't know how long we were spending, maybe two minutes or something like that. Yeah. And that was something, you know, like, you know, just very tactile, you know, but we can do the same thing with emotions and we can do, even they're doing, using tapping for deep trauma work. Like you're using it for so many incredible things right now, but I actually just helping you with that. I feel a lightness come over me. Right? And that's why I love helping people with tapping because I get the benefit of their positive energy. You know, like I get to pick up on that. And that's why I, I love it so much. Yeah, I feel my energy cleared also similar to like meditation or yoga. I feel that kind of clear channel. Yeah. Um, and I, I love it. I, I love to have people do this when they're feeling food cravings. And I've used it, you know, if I've wanted to eat something that, I, that it's not in my best interest, that's what I'm uh -huh. um, And I'll just stand there and just, uh, I, even though I want to eat this chocolate cake that's not in my best interest, I deeply love and respect myself. And I, I tap it out. And so I, I love that you use that too. I love that you use it in that way. I think that's so great. Yeah, and if you're listening and you haven't tried tapping, I suggest that you try it. The, I find the biggest challenge with tapping is remembering to do it. When well, that's a really good point. So this yes. is interesting. So I have a, I'm really big on morning routines. Okay. And I know that if you that exact thing you need to remember. So I put tapping into my morning routine, and even if something's not wrong. I tap, I go, well, what was something wrong in my childhood? Like I look for something, anything, even if it's for two minutes and I tap just so that I'm doing it every day and that I know that it's a tool to use. And I, I, I highly recommend it. 
What else do you have in your morning routine? Because I think everybody listening should have a morning routine because how you start your day is how your day goes and how your day ends. Yeah. And and so what's yours? I actually, on my website, I give like a free, you know, guide to setting up a morning routine. If anybody wants to head over there, it's on healthyhappyandhip.com. But um, I am very big on creating a container. And it's a container is a, a, a time, a time slot in the day. And I can move things in and out of this container depending on what I'm interested in. So right now in my morning container, I write in my gratitude journal. But not only do I write gratitude, I write gratitude, a couple of victories that I experience, and a couple of moments of joy because I'm all about like feeling the joy. And then I might pick up one of my kind of cool cards for some message to think about. Mm-hmm. I, I meditate, I tap, and then I organize my day. And I say, what are the most important things I need to get done today? What is the single most thing? How do I want to feel? All that juicy stuff we talked about. And that's my morning routine. And some days I only have 15 minutes. Some days I have 45 minutes. I really can tailor it to the amount of time that I have. And I recognize that people are busy. And so it doesn't have, you don't have to meditate for half hour. If you have five minutes, meditate for five minutes. It's Mm -hmm. all good. Right. I love that. And I'll, I'll just share mine. Uh, just so people can get some other ideas. It's pretty similar, but I always start with meditation. Although I heard Guru Jagat call it meditation because Ooh. if I get up and go do anything, it might not happen. And so I just sit up and meditate first thing. And then I usually have some um, spiritual type of reading that I will do in the morning and usually some type of affirmative prayer. Mm-hmm. And that usually is my morning. I like to write in the evening. That's my, my practice in the evening. Um, but I do find I notice a difference when, my, when I don't do those things in the morning, my day doesn't usually go as smoothly. Totally agree. Totally. <laughs> like it's, it's incredible. The difference, right? Yes. Yeah, totally. But I don't do it right away. I'm an early riser and um, I actually like to get up. I'm a breakfast eater really early uh-huh. um, because I work out a couple hours later and I need a little fuel and I do that first and then I go into another room and that's where I do all my morning stuff. So again, it's what works for you mm-hmm. and, and making it work in your life is the most important thing. Yes, it has to work for you. And that's one thing that I've really gotten loud and clear from how you work with people and how you counsel them is to turn them back onto and into themselves to find what's right for them and what makes sense for them and why they're having what they're having happening. Mm -hmm. And I'd love it if you could share before we wind up your top three take action tips that you would suggest everybody listening do today to start moving towards more brilliant health. So I'm going to kind of reiterate some of the things I said. Number one, ditch the shame, the guilt, and the judgment. It's not helping you at all, and it's hurting Mm -hmm. you a lot. Uh, Number two, look at everything with curiosity. You know, everything is interesting, you know, and that's 
a really um, novel way of looking at all this food stuff, you know, because we're, we're told so many stories about it. And number three is lighten up. You know, this is a, mar- this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Like yeah. you're not going to find this one perfect cure-all, you know, thing that in a month your life is going to be changed and you're not going to have to worry about food ever again. You know, this is something that as you get older, you're going to just keep changing and trying and modifying and it's okay. You know, just kind of go with it and see where this journey takes you because these issues aren't going to go away if you don't change the way you look at them. So that would be my, my last bit of advice. I love those. So if you're listening, those are simple things that you can do today. Simple mind shifts. You don't have to go buy anything. You don't have to go anywhere. You just have to consider what Lisa's talking about and make some simple shifts in your mind. Maybe think about them before you go to bed tonight, maybe even journal about them, maybe write down some things that you might be interested in looking into for um, your morning routine. And it's not, doesn't have to be any big deal. You could just decide, oh, tomorrow I like the idea of blank first thing in the morning and I'm going to yeah. do that and just do it. That's it. So thank you so much for joining me, Lisa, and sharing your journey and your wisdom. I think that we all have so much that we can learn from each other and uh, from your path. And you, you have used your tech brain to kind of engineer your life and now help women with the same issue. So I really appreciate that. And thank you so much. Well, thank you. It's been really fun chatting today. And the one last thing I want to ask you is the podcast is called Her Brilliant Health Radio. I'd love it if you could share with everyone what Her Brilliant Health means to you. So Her Brilliant Health means to me um, that she or all of us should learn to trust the wisdom of our own body because there is no therapist or doctor or coach or weight loss guru or anybody else that's going to know you and your body better than you. So start paying attention and listen what your body's telling you because it's pretty brilliant. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for all that you've shared. Many blessings. Thank you too. Have a great day, everyone. Yes. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Her Brilliant Health Radio. Hopefully you're inspired to take action on some new information you received today. A step towards the bountiful, blissful, beautiful vitality that you deserve. If you have health topics and questions you'd like addressed, please message me on my Facebook page or visit KieranDunstonMD.com and let me know. I'd love to help. Remember to share this podcast on social media and send it to your friends and family who could benefit from it too. If you love the show, please go right now to iTunes, write a review, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be the first to know when future episodes are available. Thank you again for joining me. And remember, achieving optimal health isn't magic, it's science.